Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for attending. And now, without further ado, to answer your questions, we welcome Commissioner Carl Benson. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending today's press conference. Uh, at a time when there are so many uncertainties facing intercollegiate athletics, I thought that this would be a good opportunity to address some of those issues. Uh, who's got the first question? I got a question. Uh, Trent Krim from the Independent. <laughs> really? Trent Krim from the Independent? Are you kidding me? What's your question? Well, well what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? And alive. That's the best that you can have at a time when, when we've got all these issues facing us, and that's the best question you have? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. And really... Who let this guy in? There's lots of news lately about college football coaches, but this weekend is all about the players, those competing for conference titles, and the guys still trying to impress those of us who vote for the Heisman Trophy. It's still known as the single most prestigious individual award in all of sports. And the voting for the 2021 award ends this weekend. This year's winner is still very much to be determined. This week on Knutson and the Commission, we're joined by the Associate Director for the Heisman Trophy Trust, Tim Henning, to get a peek behind the curtain and to find out if calls to push back the voting until after the bowl and playoff season might someday become reality. It will be the most wonderful time of the year for at least one college football star and a very busy time for those who present the Heisman Trophy. So stay with us. Carl and I have a lot to say and a lot of questions for Tim Henning. Our opening kick is coming up right here on Knutson and the Commish. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. Carl, it's going to be the most wonderful time of the year for one college football player. It's been, been that way for several coaches recently, and we got into that a little bit last week. We can talk again about that, uh, Brian Kelly and, Link, and Lincoln Riley and oof, some of the insane numbers being thrown around. But for the, for the players, uh, it's a big weekend because it's the voting for the Heisman Trophy. And, and I think as I'm um, – we'll talk to Tim Henning in a few minutes, but I think one thing I want to point out is that I think it's great that, you know, I, I go back, my voting goes back to the days of paper ballots way back there in the early, late nineties. I think 98 was my first year, but um, now the, the, I, I've got to believe that the number of people actually filling out their ballots and sending them in has got to be way higher than it used to be. Cause you don't have to go through the process of putting an envelope and stamping it and all that. Um, and they, they wait longer now, thankfully they wait longer until I, I got my information on Monday. It means that roughly a week to, um, to get your stuff sent to them. Because early voting, as much as it's a good thing for politics, it's a terrible thing for the Heisman Trophy. And um, I, there have been cases, and I like to tell people that I've never voted for the wrong guy. He hasn't won some sometimes, but I've never I've always voted for the right guy. And sometimes early voting can really skew that. Skew that. Like I think it did with Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson clearly should have won the award the year Lamar Jackson did. If you just looked at the way they finished the seasons, didn't work out that way. But you have some history with the with the Heisman Trophy. You've been to the ceremony, which I've never been to. Um, so I want to get into your your recollections of the Heisman Trophy and some of the things that you remember. Well, I think first of all, Mark, uh, you started out the wonderful part of the season, and yeah. and you know, it was the cul- it's the culmination. Uh, of the of the regular season yeah. and it up until this year it always coincided with the college football hall of fame mm-hmm. uh sponsored by the national football foundation and you know our good friend steve hatchell now 
mm -hmm. uh, is the executive director president of the National Football Foundation. And, and it was a week-long event in New York City where all the, the college football community, coaches, administrators, sponsors, all the, the former you know, Heisman people would, would come to the, the Hall of Fame event at the old iconic Waldorf Astoria um, you know, on Tuesday night. And people would stick around, and then the, the Heisman ceremony was on, on the, the following Saturday. This year, the Hall of Fame, for the first time, is moving to Las Vegas. Um, hmm. So the city of New York, uh, which for decades, that week of kind of the second Monday through the second Saturday, was always the hotbed of college football. And as the commissioner of the MAC and commissioner of the Sun Belt and the WAC, I think I went there 28 straight years to New wow. York and then wow. uh, for the Hall of Fame event. Uh, but then there were three times that I was late, lucky enough to stick around to, to actually attend the ceremony with with WAC players. Yeah. Uh, starting in 2000 with Ladanian Tomlinson. Yep. People forget TCU was yep. was in, in the WAC. WAC there for yep. three or four years. And his uh, his Hall of Fame season culminated. Uh, you know, I think he lost to Chris Winkie. He was the fourth uh, wow. Uh, I don't know if you right. voted in that time. Probably, were you were you voting at that time? Yes. Probably, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. So uh, I believe I voted then, for the, I believe I voted for Josh Heupel the year that Chris Winky won it, and of course in the Orange Bowl, Heupel outplayed Winky all over the place. So I was right. 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 And, and then in two thousand one, yeah, in two thousand one, you talk about people who who got shunned. If you Google uh, Heisman two thousand one, one of the stories that pops up immediately was where was David Carr who was yeah. the legendary quarterback at Fresno, Fresno State, State yeah. that just had unbelievable numbers. Yep. And he was, he ended up getting fifth in the, in the mm -hmm. points. He wasn't invited to New York, but there, the quarterbacks were, uh, were Eric Crouch, Rex Grossman, Ken Dorsey, you know, Joy Harrington were all in front of him. And, you know, and, and, but anyway, he was always thought to be you know, left out of the, of that right. crowd. And, and then, uh, fast forward, uh, Five or six years in 2007. Colt, uh, Colt, Colt, Colt Brennan, Brennan, the late Colt Brennan, yeah, yeah, who passed yeah. away here recently, tragically. Yeah. But uh, and you know, Hawaii was undefeated mm -hmm. that year before they played Georgia in the in Sugar, Sugar Bowl, Bowl. And, and Brennan had big numbers, and he actually finished Incredible. third. He, I know he was the he was the highest ranked uh, whack player besides the the only one that uh, uh, you know they got a BYU quarterback. Uh, uh, Ty Detmer, yeah. but uh, and then uh, three years later, I was there again with, with Kellen Moore, which was really cool. Um, I yeah. think to be there with with Boise well, yeah, State, Kellen since, Moore, and since you're and, uh, a Boise State alum, yeah, I'm sure that was cool. The yeah, one guy, the yeah. one, but again, but again, but again, Boise State was undefeated that year sure. going uh -huh. into it, yep. and and so I think that this undefeated piece, as we talk about and break down how how the voters you know, determine one quarterback or one player. You know, what what was their team? Yeah. David Carr's team I think it matters. got off to a great start, but then lost at the yeah. end. They beat Colorado. Uh, that the year. others have it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm with you. It's been a fun, been a fun uh, experience for me to to be there in the in the room for the ceremony. Well, let's uh, welcome in the uh, associate director of the Heisman Trophy Trust, Mr. Tim Henning. Hello, Tim, and uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. I know it's a busy week. Absolutely, Mark. Happy to uh, be on the call. Okay. And uh, uh, what to talk with you. Now, I go back to 
paper ballots been doing this for a long time i don't think you go quite back that far i do i do i definitely do absolutely i uh, i started with the heisman in 2000 okay yeah i think my first year was 97 but i think ron dane was the first one i voted for so no i I, yeah i i appreciate the uh opportunity to do this and i know it's it's a big deal for a lot of people it's a big deal for for a lot of us voters too i know i gotta believe participation is you know return ballots a lot better now since you've gone to the internet voting yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember uh, in 2001, obviously, it was only, you know, two or three months right after 9-11. And right. there was so many issues with the U.S. Postal Service. And we were excited to get a 66 return, 66 percent return rate that year. Uh, and then in the years thereafter, when it was still paper ballots, you know, we were averaging anywhere in the mid 80 uh-huh. percent. And now the past few years with electronic balloting, we're over 98 percent every year. Yeah. That, and that's I, I... For me, for me, I don't know why it wouldn't be 100%, honestly. I don't know. I've never missed a vote in all my years, and I don't understand. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. It's interesting. We, I will often get an email from someone that says, that says for whatever reason, for whatever reason, um, sometimes it's too close of a connection to a particular finalist or uh, a family relation. They don't feel, uh, they feel it's ethically responsible to, uh, to uh, you know. I get it. I get it. But you haven't had any guys like they do in baseball where they re- return blank ballots. Just because I don't think there's many worthy. Uh, n- uh, not that I'm aware of. No, I I don't think so. I don't I don't get to see all the ballots. We uh we have an independent accounting firm that tabulates them, but I've yet to uh, I've yet to hear that. <laughs> that would be a new one. Um, some years it's easy, and, and I I like to say I've always voted for the right guy. He hasn't always always won, but I've always voted for the right guy. Um, some years it's easy. Some years there's a slam dunk, and some years like this one, it's pretty difficult. And I think. You guys have done a really good job. I know I got my information just this week to vote. Yep. You're really trying to trim down early voting, aren't you? Uh, so, you know, what's what's happened is, you know, a couple of years ago, it was a three-week voting window. Right. And we came to realize that the overwhelming majority of votes were coming in in the last week. Right. Um, and now that we do everything electronically, there's really no need for that long right. of a window. Um, you know, we never, we never, you know, tell an elector when exactly they need to vote. You, you're given one week, right. Monday prior right. to when the votes are due. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overwhelming majority of, of voters wait until after those uh, conference championship games are played that last weekend, obviously coming up this weekend. Right. To submit and and I, obviously I, I believe wholeheartedly in that, but I'd, I'd take it a step further. I know a lot of people I've talked to, and you probably heard this a lot, why don't they wait until after the bowls and the playoff are over before they cast their ballots? Because those, to me, those are the biggest games of the year, those most important games of the year. That's when a guy, a Deshaun Watson steps up and shows that he's a more worthy candidate than Lamar Jackson. So at the Heisman Trust, we pride ourselves on our history and tradition. And historically, the Heisman Trophy has always been awarded after the regular season. We are not a bowl game MVP. We right. never have been a bowl game MVP. Um, and I think there's been some thought that if we just waited till after the bowl games were played, that's what the award would turn into. We have always been the best college football player in the United States based on their uh, performance during the regular season, not uh, including the bowl games. And that's historically what it's been and been in and kind of what we pride ourselves on. You guys are, are the, the writing is very explicit. The most outstanding player in America, basically mm-hmm. describe what you would say to people that would say, well, what's the difference between outstanding and valuable? So that is honestly the interesting part about uh, the Heisman ballot. Right. As you said, we, right. we leave it pretty wide open. Vote mm-hmm. for whom you feel, you know, is the most outstanding, you know, player in the United States. And that 
can be interpreted different ways. And, and we have never once gotten involved and said how you should interpret that. Right. Um, whether it's, you know, the best player on the best team that has the best stats or whether it's someone with the best stat, you know, there are various ways right. that you can interpret that. Uh, we have never once, uh, you know, gone, gotten that granular in terms of how you should look at it, nor, uh, nor do we intend to. So what, what's the craziest interpretation you've ever heard? Because I'll tell you mine. I, I think mine's pretty solid. I go for the word I use is indispensable. The most indispensable player on a, on a really good team, a guy who's a difference maker, a guy, not stats, but a guy who separates himself as being um, that player that a good team can't do without. And sure. That's why I think, I, think, I think a Deshaun Watson was clearly the most, most valuable and most, the most deserving player of the year. Lamar Jackson won that award in my mind that year in the first first two or three game, weeks of the season against Florida State. And pe- people just stuck with that all year. He had a very poor finish to the season, yet he was still awarded the, the award. So indispensable is a word. I, what's, the, what's, the, what's the most common phrase you've heard about from people, what, how they interpret valuable versus outstanding? You know, it, it, it's interesting. And then, you know, countless conversations I've had with, with media and, and electors over the years, that's actually never one I've had. Hmm. Um, hmm. But, but, you know, I, I think it is undoubtedly, you know, interesting in how each voter does interpret that, you know, that, yeah. that phrase that verbiage, that yeah. phrase differently. That's, that's what, that's what makes, I think, the Heisman as special and unique of an award as it is. Still considered the most uh, important, most prestigious individual award in all of sports, not college approaches, all of sports. And I think um, you guys have done a really good job in keeping it front and center in that regard with the presentation and everything else. Do you worry that all these other awards that come along, all, you know, defensive line of the year, all those, all those, I mean, there's a whole award season now. Uh, do you worry that it could water it down? Cause I don't think it has to this point. What's the expression rising tide lift all boats. Sure. That's what I would yeah. say to that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we are a member of the national college football awards association. I'm very familiar with many of those other awards and the groups that, that organize them and, and, and the individuals that run them. Um, and, and I think there is a space for everybody here. You know, college football mm-hmm. is an amazing sport and such a special, unique part of Americana. And uh, whether it's honoring a particular player, whether it's honoring something, you know, someone like something like the Heisman does, which mm-hmm. is the most outstanding player, uh, I think there's space for everybody. You guys do a uh, high school award now as well. The high, Absolutely. The, talk a little about that because I think that's a really cool thing. I'm a high school baseball coach, so I think that's a really cool thing. Sure, yeah. So that's something we're really proud of, and it's kind of in line with the Heisman Trust charitable mission, which mm-hmm. I think so many people are unaware of. Um, the last few years, we thankfully uh, are proud to say we've given out over $2.5 million annually to mm-hmm. charity organizations throughout the country. And that is, there's various you know, tentacles within our charitable giving program, but one of which is our Heisman High School Scholarship Program. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's a scholarship program open to male and female high school seniors um, that is awarded based not just on athletics, but also right. um, academics and community service. And any high school senior throughout the country is welcome to apply. And then we narrow it down based on school winners, state winners, regional winners, and ultimately a national winner. Uh, We just announced our two national winners today, and each of them are going to get a $10,000 scholarship to the college that they're attending, as well as the opportunity to attend the Heisman Trophy weekend, meet the winner, uh, you know, participate in the televised ceremony, et cetera. Uh, It's a great program. And, uh, you know, I think you read the applications and, and the bios of some of these winners and uh, there's, 
there's no way for you not to be impressed and uh, and be hopeful for the, the future of this country. Yeah, that's that's great news. Um, do you and I got two basically two more things I want to ask you because I know you have yeah. to run. It's a describe your week, Grant. Before I ask you the last question, describe the week you're having this week as opposed to every other week because the ballots are starting to trickle in. Yeah, so the ballots. I mean, thankfully, in terms of the electorate, um, once the ballots go out. And once I hand over the list of who the electors are to Deloitte, then we're completely hands off. We really have nothing to do with the voting process, with the exception of, you know, if a voter calls me or contacts me that they lost their ballot number or whatnot, and then I connect them with the folks at Deloitte that, that do the tabulation. But once the ballots go out, it really is all in the hands of Deloitte, as they're the individuals that are, you know, obviously receiving the ballots via the, the, the website and tabulating them, et cetera. And then come Monday afternoon, Deloitte will, will tell us, all right, in alphabetical order, these are the individuals, you know, in this year we've, we've announced we're gonna be inviting four finalists in this year. So these are the four finalists that have garnered the, the most votes. And then these are, you know, finishers five through 10 who uh, we're excited about will be highlighting in a, in a kind of a top 10 finisher show, which okay. is going to air Thursday night after the college football awards show. Okay. So uh, we'll be able to highlight those, those six individuals. And then Saturday night during the, during the premier Heisman trophy ceremony uh, will obviously feature the top four finalists. Do you have to get involved in the planning of the banquet and, and make sure you have room oh, for Oh, absolutely. That, that's, Do you... that's uh, absolutely. So, so the Heisman trophy trust has a staff of two. Really? Of looking, yeah. Of what you're looking wow. at. Uh, at, at half, them, half of them, half of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're thankful that, you know, we have some consultants that we bring on this time of year to help us. But the the televised ceremony is just one event in a total of 11 events over the course of the Heisman weekend. Yeah. Obviously, it's the predominantly most uh, public facing event. But there are pre-receptions and post-receptions of the gala dinner, which is historic, 87 years, but far more history than the actual televised ceremony itself. Um, you know, winners' events, uh, breakfasts, etc. Wow. And then, you know, we also have to arrange all the logistics of bringing in all the former Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. That any of the we we have an open invitation to any of the Heisman Trophy winners if they choose to attend the weekend. Right. Um, they're welcome to do so. So we coordinate their travel, their flights, their hotels. Wow. And traditionally, we get, you know, about two dozen or so Heisman winners uh, that come in. Um, so coordinating all of those logistics and then just obviously, you know, the, the technical operational stuff beyond that of from security to catering, yeah. you know, all that stuff. I have a catering idea for you. I, okay. You should have Billy Sims do the catering with his barbecue. <laughs> I, I, I've had a chance to hang out with him down here in Denver at his, his restaurant here in Denver. I, Chewed his ear off for an hour one one day when he was here, but Billy's a really cool guy, and I know you guys have a lot of fun with him at that event. His his restaurants are pretty good. His, his restaurants are his restaurants are good. I I've I've been fortunate enough to uh, yeah. to dine in one, and, yeah. and I, I agree his restaurants yeah. are good. Um, keep if him he, put him to if work. Billy Sims run it. He's screaming boomer yeah. so much you yeah. can't hear anything else. Right. Put him to work. Maybe he'll he'll outdo some of that stuff. Do you uh, last question for I get you goes? I know you're busy. Um, do you worry at all about the future? The game is changing so much with NIL and, and, and the, you know, the crazy coaches salaries and all that stuff, but specifically NIL, these guys are starting to get endorsement deals. Does that in any way jeopardize what the Heisman trophy stands for and what's going to mean going forward? No, I, I think, you know, our, our, our feeling on an NIL, as long as it's fair to everybody, then, then, then it, then it's a win-win. And, and based on the way I think it's playing out it, you know, any student athlete has the opportunity to, uh, 
to take advantage of the NIL opportunities. Um, so, you know, things are constantly changing. Yes. You know, undoubtedly college football is as special as it is because of the history, but the reality is, you know, history evolves all the time. So, you know, we look forward to evolving with it and, and staying a part of this unique American cultural icon and, and, and what college football is, and we'll see how it goes. Unique American icon. I think that's good. That's a good term for it. Unique American icon. That's, that's a very good term. Um, I'm going to let you run. I appreciate you giving me some time this, you know, in this very, very busy week. Now I got, now I know I have half the staff in front of me. Uh, doing this. Oh, it's even more amazing that you had some time for me, but uh, good. last question real quick. Got a prediction for who's going to win this year? No, you're not, you're, you're stay out of the prediction business. I always stay out of the predictions. As I always say, I have to do, do my job regardless of who, of who wins. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate it very much, Tim. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, you'll get my ballot Saturday night. <laughs> Sounds right. good. Thanks Thank so much. You. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Carl, a lot of, uh, a lot of good information from Tim right there. A lot of good stuff that, uh, that shared. I, I don't agree with him on some of those things. Listen, you and I are both historians. We both like the history and the romanticism of college football. But I, I think the voting should wait till after the bowl games. I just do. I understand. It's, I feel the same way about ma- baseball, football, that major sports that make it a regular season award. That's all fine and dandy. But college football doesn't have a, a postseason award. So I think the most important games of the year should matter in because like you were talking about before we had Tim join us, team, the team matters. I, I, you heard my, my description of, of how I vote. I, call it the mo- I vote for the most indispensable player on a really good team, a guy who's a difference maker, makes a good team great. And that's pretty easy to identify a lot of times. Um, I don't go by just stats. I don't go by, you know, I, I, I'm loath to just automatically default to the Alabama's best player or Alabama's most nor- note- noteworthy player. Because a guy like Derrick Henry is eminently replaceable on that Alabama team. They could have put their backup in and it would have mattered, right? They'd have been the same team. But in the same hands, if you take Christian McCaffrey off of Stanford that year, does Stanford go to the Rose Bowl? I mean, what Christian McCaffrey did that year was unworldly, and he didn't get in the Rose Bowl. He should have easily won the Heisman Trophy. So I have some differences, but it's fun to hear a guy like that explain exactly why they do do it the way they do it. It is, and and you know the Heisman has been around so long, and then they are, you know, their their tradition and history, and this is the way we do it. You know, surprisingly, they've gone to electronic voting. Some people would think that that the the Heisman. Uh, trust is is such old school and, and old guard that I bet that was a a major uh, change. Well, I in, do in the voting. I do remember uh, the first couple of years you had the option to go paper or, mm-hmm. or electronic, and then finally just went all electronic. And it's so much easier. It's so much simpler. I don't know why anybody doesn't do it. Although, as Tim said, some guys feel a conflict or whatever. At least nobody pulls a baseball and decides to send him back a blank ballot. Right, uh, I agree I, with that. You know, the other the other thing I think that that has always been out there you know, waiting to, you know, leading up to the, to the votes and the, the announcement is this idea of what sections of the country the voters yep. are coming from and how the voters, you know, even yes. though this isn't a political, you know, you, we're seeing, we're seeing the, the, the map of the United States broken down into, you know, thirds or fourths in terms of, of the, you know, where the votes, uh, yeah. you know, which, which, which region of the country. And, yep. and I've always wondered, you know, whether the West is, you know, has been uh, disproportionately uh, you know, disadvantaged over, yep. over time. And, and yet you think about the days of the, of all the USC, you know, the run that they had, 
you know, it's hard to hard to say that right. the the East didn't recognize you know OJ and Charles White and um, yeah. you know Gary Beebe that, yeah. know, that have been there. But, that, but you know, I, you, yeah, you, you, Gary, I, how, how about how about Terry? How about Terry Baker? Yeah, yeah that's a uh, Oregon, Oregon quarterback from Oregon State. Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's more a flyover country issue. You know, the West Coast is really the West Coast, but it's almost like the East Coast. It's but it's the flyover country. It's the guys in the middle, like Colorado, that get kind of left out. And uh, you know, the Pac-12 playing a lot of these games at night now. A lot of people didn't see Christian McCaffrey play very much. That wasn't right. the case when OJ was playing. OJ played in the middle of the afternoon like everybody else. So I think it's a little different now for those guys, but um, we, we have, we have access to so much information and highlights. You can watch any game you want to watch on delay tape delay. If you want to, you can record it, whatever. There's really no excuse for people not to pay attention. I think sometimes just picking Alabama's most noteworthy player. And I say noteworthy because I don't No Part of me believes that Derrick Henry was the most outstanding player on Alabama that year, because some of those linemen and defensive players are better players than Derrick Henry was. So I say noteworthy because it's a you know position of, prominence but it's, it's easy it's lazy to default to that right it's, e- it's easy to say oh, okay and it was easy for guys to say after lamar jackson had his big game game against florida state that that year oh he's the best player in america where he had a miserable finish to the season they lost to kentucky they lost some games they, he, he had a bunch of turnovers miserable finish to the year his team didn't play on new year's day and deshaun watson led his team to a win over alabama for the national championship to me that's a difference maker that's the guy that should have won the heisman trophy i felt the same way about vince young I voted for Vince Young when Reggie Bush was everybody's favorite. Reggie Bush wasn't even on the field for the most important moments of that Rose Bowl. And Vince Young single-handedly won the national championship. So that's my criteria. But I thought it was fascinating to have Tim say that he's never had a discussion with any of any voters on what their criteria is. Um, Because everybody has that. They leave it up to the individual. They leave a lot of things up to the individual, which is kind of cool in a way. But you'd still like some of these people to be a little bit more focused on what they're doing. Mark, are you a voter for life? As long as I stay in this business, I guess. Yeah. I mean, do you have to stay in the business? I mean, how- I, don't, I don't know. I've never asked that question. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder it. about, you know, the integrity and, and the total number of voters. How many total number of voters? I want to say 900 something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an enormous, it's enormous number yeah. Yeah. of people. Yeah. And I don't know how that compares to other selection groups but uh it's, it's more you know, than like the, baseball you know baseball's yeah. postseason awards not even close to that many voters it grows right. every year how about, because how about baseball hall of fame how about baseball hall oh of it's fame? way more than baseball hall of fame is yeah. lower way lower than that um does that skew does that skew the, the i always the i would always say the more voters would would make it better actually i mean i think because every year you get last year's heisman voter gets a vote now automatically so i, right. I like to think i'm not sure about this but i would like to find out a list of former major league baseball players who get to vote for the Heisman trophy. I think right now, I think there's two, I think it's me and Bo Jackson. I think that's it. <laughs> really? Kyler, wow. Murray never, Kyler Murray never made it to the big league. He played in the minor. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if any, I don't know. I love, love, but my point is. Well, I, I, I like it. You know, for you to, for you to declare today that you're on the same stage with Bo Jackson. That's I'm right. Pretty damn, I'm well, pretty damn impressed there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have my back and forth with Bo once in a while. I think consider him the greatest athlete that's ever lived. He was a tremendous college football player, obviously a tremendous major league baseball player. Um, and he hit a ball off me so far. I don't think it's landed yet uh, <laughs> once, but he, um, he, he, but was when awesome. you, he was awesome. But the time that he struck out and he broke the bat over his knee. That was not he, me. He, that was not you. Okay. No, that yeah, was not so, me. That was, not, I wish it had been, that would have been awesome. You know, Mark, I, I, you know, this selection piece and, and talking about 
most deserving mm-hmm. versus best. Right. Uh, and yeah. you know, yeah, when, what when is, you select teams, when you select is, teams and yeah, what is most outstanding? I think that's he left right. that wide open. Tim left yeah. that wide open yeah. for you to determine what yeah. most else, which most valuable it doesn't necessarily make most outstanding, right? Yeah, right. and, and yeah, I think you can compare the Heisman selection and the evaluation and, and the criteria to whether it's the CFP selection committee that's trying to focus on a team mm-hmm. and comparing team A to team B, or when we get to March and it's the NCAA basketball committee mm-hmm. and they're evaluating yep. teams, yep. you know, and, and I was on the basketball committee for, for five years and, and we were able to determine our own uh, kind of priorities of criteria. Right. Yeah. And, and we argued all the time about, is it, is it the best or is it the most deserving? Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a difference between oh, yes. best and, and what, you know, the best player, it is so it is you know statistics can back it up but sure. also statistics can can exaggerate mm-hmm. somebody's yes greatness or bestness and right. uh, and the same when it comes to a team uh in yep. some so i think it's uh i mean it's selections make for for great commentary mm-hmm. it makes for great sports talk and and yet i don't think that there's ever been a heisman selection where fans went you know off the chart you know ncaa basketball if a team doesn't get in yeah you know there are death death threats <laughs> that's crazy i know CFP this year is going to be you know if cincinnati doesn't get in you know conspiracy, oh my goodness yeah. conspiracy. but the but the heisman you kind of accept you, you yeah. accept the outcome because i don't know why well why because 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 some because somebody's happy, obviously. A lot of people are happy. They, I mean, again, I go back to the Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey thing. There were a lot of people what, here in Colorado, obviously Christian's from here, but a lot of people, west, western part of the country, unhappy with it. But, hey, all the southeast and the east were fine. They thought it was great, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think in some ways it's probably been devalued a little bit because there's so many more awards now. I mean, they have defensive linemen, well, every, mm-hmm. all the different awards now. But in some cases, I, I still agree it's the most prestigious individual award in all of sports. So, um, yeah, I am surprised that there's not more of an uproar about, about it at some point. But, again, it's a team sport. and team People rally behind the teams probably more than they do the players. Um, but you bring up a good point. Um, statistics, I, I don't I, – I, I think you said it perfectly. They can, they can make, help make an argument, but they can't be standalone. And I think for that reason – Defense, well, a defensive player, I mean, Ron Woodson won it. He shouldn't have. Peyton Manning should have won it that year. Instead sure. of Charles, I said Ron, Charles Woodson. Peyton Manning was clearly the most outstanding player in America that year. Uh, Charles Woodson was involved in a half dozen, well, probably, what, a dozen, maybe 18 plays in a game, considering a kick return now and then and, a, and some defensive plays. Peyton Manning touched the ball in every single play. I think clearly he was the most, most important player on the field. But... Will another defensive player ever win it? I, you know, you know me. I'm a big Nebraska fan. I did yeah. not vote for Ndamukong Sue. He yeah. he he won Defensive Lineman of the Year, which he should have won. But again, he was involved in a, a dozen plays a game. Yeah, and you, you and you could game plan around someone like that. You can't game plan around a quarterback, especially yeah. one you, who can run. Did you see? Did you watch last week's uh, um, game day with Desmond Howard and no, how they how they were they're celebrating his thirtieth right. Uh, his 30th year right. mm-hmm. and 
and the the, the play, the the, the pose, Heisman, the pose, the yeah. Heisman pose, and it was pretty cool yeah. to 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 wonder if if that pose, how many how many votes did did that pose give <laughs> you know Desmond Howard? And I don't know what the what the votings were that year, with, you know, whether it was close, but but he was kind of the non-traditional. A little uh, bit. Yeah, I mean, anybody, anybody that's not a quarterback yeah. in, in Heisman well, selections yeah. would be in an- They used Desmond Howard a little bit like um, Johnny Rogers was used at Nebraska. Sometimes they hand, right. you know, get a handoff, sometimes kick returns, all that. I think that was, that was a pretty good call to give him the Heisman that year. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, last year, Alabama's receiver, I can't say it won it, you know, a wide receiver winning it, strictly yeah. wide receiver, doesn't do anything else, just strictly a wide receiver, a little bit more outside the box, I think. Yeah, a guy's going to touch the ball a dozen times a game, maybe. Yeah, that, that's that's a real, I mean, that's an anomaly. Yeah. That's an anomaly. Yeah. Uh, there's been, there's been great wide receivers, but would you, do you think a defensive player will ever win it again? No. I, I think that, that again, the, the publicity around the, the, not the amount of, of weekly, nightly highlights that that whether it's the voters or just the, mm-hmm. the, the media in general, the general college football fans, you know, we're getting to see so many outstanding players in a snippet of highlights. And, and those players are the ones that are being promoted. And it's not the people in the trenches. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, how a voter this be an interesting little you know, piece of of uh, trying to gather the information. How many times have has a defensive player you know even been in the top ten in voting? Right. I mean, they been, you, know, you, you can see you can see the voting tallies. You know, you just right. go to you know just Google yes, whatever year Heisman Trophy voting, and it goes all the way down to to anybody well, that got I, a vote. I remember. Um... Uh, in 72, when Johnny Rogers won it, Nebraska, his team at Rich Glover was in the top five defensive yeah, lineman. Yeah. Uh, Leroy yeah. Selman, the Selman brothers, I think were both in the, in the top five. So I think people are okay with including yeah. them in the mix, but giving them the award, I think that's, that's a different mean, story. Different, different story. story. Yeah. And, but I, I, now I had Jabril Peppers on my ballot a few years ago, linebacker at Michigan, who also returned kicks and did some offense, did a lot of multiple things. So I had him on the ballot. I didn't have him first, but I'm on the ballot. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, before we wrap this up, if you had a vote this year, who would you vote for? Who's your top three? Oh man! And yeah, I, I should. Hear... I'm going to let let let, let, uh, let uh, Tim Henning know that you're now a member of the media, and you should get a vote. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't do my homework enough uh, to uh, to probably make a. But who jumps to mind right away? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Ohio State quarterback. Um, I mean, the, the loss. The loss hurt. Yeah. Um, I think again, if. You know, listening just this week to, to some of the commentaries, you know, the if if Bryce Young, uh, if Alabama beats, you know, Georgia on Saturday, you know, it's it's a it's a Bryce Young. Yes, it's, it is. And so I think that that after that, then I think that, you know, again, you can go down the list and start making some cases. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, how about the kid? How about the quarterback at Pitt? Can he pick it? Who's broken a lot of Dan Marino's records? Yeah, yeah, been I, spectacular. Yeah, the only uh, the only picket quarterback that I remember was a quarterback at the uh, University of Washington by the name of, yep. of uh, Ty Ty Pickett, who was a who went on to to play, who was a professional bull rider. Oh, there you go. College after there deep, deep 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 Pickett from the University of Washington. Uh-huh, okay. 
a co a calf rope or something. But uh, yeah, I don't. Again, I I think you get down to there. What's what's Pitt's record? They're going to win the ACC. If they win the game. How they lost. How many losses? They they got two, maybe three, two, two or three. Like that. Probably, yeah. probably three. So he thumped you know, Kim. He thumped Clemson pretty good. So yeah, he's had I, a pretty I, good year. You know, I mean, again, it's looking back at at the underdogs or the even the group of five. How often does that? Yeah. You, know, you look at the Western Kentucky quarterback right now, and his numbers are are huge. Right. Um, but they got off to a bad start. They've got two or three, you know, losses. I think the reason that you know that. You know, Colt Brennan and Kellen with or Kellen Moore yeah. made it is because they came from undefeated teams, yeah. Yeah. and right. and they they got Which, the notoriety a lot because of what they did for that team. You know, there's another guy you have based on that criteria who hasn't been mentioned much is Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati, the quarterback sure. at Cincinnati. Yeah. They're undefeated. Yeah. He's had a spectacular year. Group two of years, five, two the, years in a row. Two for, years in for, a row. for this year, group of five team. Um, yeah. Wonder if he's going to get how much play he's going to get. He's had a big no, year. And, so and he should. I mean, he should get he should get recognition. It's gonna be interesting. Do you miss not going to New York this time of year? Oh yeah. No, it's it was a fabulous. I mean, it uh you know it was the kind of the week before. I mean, the lights are up, the you, yep. Know, yep. you know, they did the Rockefeller tree lighting last night. And so we'd go to you know, we'd go to New York immediately following the you know, the last game of the season and and uh you know stay through. Now there's also a oh there was a big uh athletic uh, director symposium that sports business journal started doing maybe 15, 18, 20 years ago that, you know, was on the Wednesday or Thursday. So people would stay around, but um, yeah, the, the, the free, the free Christmas trip to, uh, to New York was, was a great, uh, great perk and a great benefit to, uh, to me. And, and now uh, my you know, family members that were able to go with me during that time too. Now we got to get you on the vote, be a Heisman voter. So you can go back to the ceremony at some point to, because you know you used a lot of lot more coaching movement to come. We know that. Right, do, we, so. do we do we have time? Do we have time today for my thumbs up, thumbs down? I'm, I'm, that's coming up next. Okay. All right. All right. There's, there's, a, there's a tease. There's Stay a tease. with us. Stay with us. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations: Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Okay, thumbs up, thumbs down. All centering around four college football coaches that made the news over the last... Uh, Last week uh, during the, the coaching carousel, three of those coaches, uh, two getting my thumbs down, um, Brian Kelly and uh, and Lincoln Riley. I, I just and it's gotten all kinds of publicity this week about you know how do you quit a job? How do you quit a job and take another job? What impact does it have on on the student athletes, the players, the teams? And I think that uh, what occurred this week with with both uh, Brian Kelly and and Lincoln Riley just reiterates the need for a rule that prohibits a coach from taking another job until that season is over. The NFL has it. College football needs it. Thumbs down to Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley. Thumbs up, however, to Louisiana head coach Billy Napier, 
He was getting his dream job to go from Louisiana, group of five coach, to Florida. He demanded that he given, be given the opportunity to stay and coach his team, the Raging Cajuns, on Saturday in the Sun Belt championship game. So thumbs up to, to Billy Napier. And a final thumbs up to Coach Khaki, Jim Harbaugh, big win against Ohio State, gets a $500,000 bonus for winning that game. And he took that $500,000, $500, immediately gave it back to the university to earmark for the, the staff members who were furloughed during the COVID pandemic to distribute that $500,000 to staff members who had been uh, financially damaged because of COVID. So a big thumbs up, like him or not, Jim Harbaugh gets my thumbs up for the day. Our thanks to Associate Director for the Heisman Trophy Trust, Tim Henning, for joining this week's episode of Knutson and the Commission. For Commissioner Carl Benson, I'm Mark Knutson. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the weekend's games and be sure to join us next time.